howdy y'all and welcome to another episode of the daily grind i'm your host john spencer and with me again this week is marisa so marisa and i are going to be co-hosting the brew your brain and sharpen your wit uh monday through thursday and then we will have uh, a longer john and marisa show on friday so <laughs> Join us as we get ready on the Daily Grind to brew your brain with some interesting historical facts, updates on today's date, sharpen your wit with some random kind of thoughts to get your brain gears turning, and then a little bit of time to enhance your faith as we talk about the Bible and our walk with Jesus and maybe what just authentic Christianity Christianity should look like. So Maritza, thanks again for joining me on the Daily Grind. Oh, thank you for having me. I already got my cup of coffee. I'm ready to go. Yeah, so grab a mug of your favorite brew, and let's get this show on the road. Now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It's Tuesday, July 4th. On July 4th in 1776, the Declaration of Independence was adopted on this day by the Second Continental Congress, and it called for um, the American colonies to secede from Great Britain's rule. Also on July 4th in 1802, the United States Military Academy opened in West Point, New York. Also on July 4th in 1826, Two really significant figures from the American Revolution who also became U.S. presidents, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, died on Mm. the same day, on July 4th, 50 years to the day the Declaration of Independence had been adopted. I know. Mm. I know. I think that's interesting. On July 4th, 1865, Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland was published. Mm. Although, uh, after that first print run, they had to recall a bunch of them because of some quality issues, and there was a new first edition. That's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? Uh, A a second first edition, a new first edition, that was released in November of that year. So, uh, there you go. Alice in Wonderland. In 1939, on Appreciation Day, who had been forced to retire a few months earlier due to ALS, he gave that famous memorable speech in which he claimed to be the luckiest, luckiest, luckiest man, 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 on the face, face, face of the earth. earth. <laughs> um, that's worth Googling. Yeah. Lou Gehrig. That was a, that was a great, uh, that was a great sound effect. <laughs> we spare no expense in the studios <laughs> of the Daily Ground. And also on July 4th, in 1976, it's the American Bicentennial, but on the other side of the pond, British punk rock band The Clash gave their very first public performance. And they opened for the Sex Pistols in a pub in Sheffield, England. Oh, cool. I know. know. A little music history there. So July 4th is Independence Day in the United States. It is also... Alice in Wonderland Day. It is also National Barbecue Spare Ribs Day. Mm. 
and I, I think somehow these go together. It's Hillbilly Day, and it's Country <laughs> Music Day. Hmm. I know. Wait, it's not like National Apple Pie Day or anything? Uh, no. I know. You would think it would be like National Firework Day. Maybe there is. I don't know. My list of stuff. What are you going to do? I know, but still, that's crazy. You would think that that would be like a most popular thing on July 4th. Yeah. Although, I would, you know, I love apple pie. But when I think of July 4th, I really think of homemade ice cream. Really? Yeah. Oh, we always made homemade ice cream. In fact, you know, putting ice cream on pie is so Texan. Because here in Texas, we always say, remember the a la mode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's good. Now's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit. Firecracker on steroids. Um, But the original M80 was used by the U.S. military to simulate explosions. And it used about 3,000... Um, milligrams of black powder and it is illegal to use those without a federal license but they do sell m80s that at firework stands but they only have 50 milligrams of powder or about 160th as much as the military version yeah we had some friends one time at a&m that i think got a hold of some military grade m80s and they lit them and flushed them down toilets uh, when we lived up on the fourth floor and i think it blew a toilet off the foundation on the first oh my gosh they gotta do a better job of flushing those students out (laughs) yeah (laughs) so did you know the great wall of china is thirteen thousand one hundred and seventy miles long and just to kind of put that distance in perspective the great wall of china is over five times the distance from los angeles to new york city Wow. What? I know. You know, instead of trying to build a wall, we should have just bought the Great Wall from China and we could have put it around the whole country. Um, (laughs) Here's something I learned on the Discovery Channel the other day. You know that squirrels will pretend to bury nuts if they think they're being watched so that they will deceive potential thieves from stealing their nuts. (laughs) I know. Those are cagey, sneaky critters. Nolan... Bushnell is the guy that founded Atari. Hey, did you know that O'Clock is a contraction that dates back to Middle English, and it is an abbreviation of of the clock? I did not know that. That was going to be my question if you didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. So it is, you know, 10 of the clock. No. Yeah. We just say O'Clock. That's where that came from. Tomatoes are a fruit. Mm -hmm. So does that make ketchup? A jam? <laughs> Maybe. Yes. So, you know, my dad always said that um, w- when he was talking about the difference between knowledge and wisdom, is he would say knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. Absolutely. Wise there man. <laughs> Marisa, um, what did Tennessee? The same thing as Arkansas. Yes. <laughs> that way here's something for you just think about you know we have we have a little uh robot vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. we call it r2 dust at our house and <laughs> you know the other day i had to take that thing apart and clean it and i thought 
when I'm cleaning my vacuum cleaner, I am a vacuum cleaner. <gasps> yes, you are. <laughs> That's a true statement. <laughs> hey, Marisha, do you know that not all math puns are terrible? Just some. <laughs> oh man you know with the math pun you're really going to have a divided group of people watching <laughs> that's just a sign of the times <laughs> so, thank you so much for joining me on another um, intro first part of the daily grind Rita. I appreciate you being here with me uh, have a great rest of your day all right, bye. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enhance your faith. It's July 4th, and for those of us in the United States, we celebrate Independence Day. The idea of celebrating independence is one thing for a nation. Those of us who are following Jesus, I think we need to celebrate dependence. And that we're called into a family where we are interdependent on one another and totally dependent on God. You know, in reading through the epistles, what really strikes me is how often Paul and Peter and... In many, in most of the New Testament letters, the term bondservant is used to describe a person's commitment to Jesus. Most of Paul's letters begin with him identifying himself as a servant of Christ Jesus. James and Jude, who were Jesus' half-brothers, also refer to themselves as bondservants of Christ. The apostle Peter described himself as a servant and an apostle. In the New Testament, it's just a shortened version of the word bondservant. It could be translated as slave uh, in some versions. Is And it's used to translate the Greek word doulos. It's important to note that that term doesn't carry the same meaning as modern slavery. Uh, it's a broader term with a wider range of, I think, use. During the time of the New Testament, a bondservant could refer to someone who willingly served others in certain cases. However, it's important to note that most of the time it referred to someone in a permanent role of service. A bondservant was considered the property of a Roman citizen, and they didn't have a right to leave their place of service. I think most historians will estimate that around one-third of the Roman population lived as bondservants. When we hear that term in the New Testament, we need to also be aware that Jews at that day owned bondservants as slaves. It was a recognized part of the culture. Jesus included them as characters in his parables. That the greatest, the greatest person was the one who served others, which was very, very countercultural. So the significance of all of those New Testament authors writing letters and identifying themselves not by the authority that they had or really the how important they were, that they were the pastor or the person in charge, they referred to themselves as bondservants. And I don't think that we should overlook that. Most of us just skip over those parts of the letters and we get into the, hey, what's it really all about? But I think how they introduce themselves says something. Despite preaching a message of freedom from sin, think about Paul. He saw himself as dedicated to Jesus. Their service to the Lord was not something they could consider abandoning it. 
just as a bond servant, was more than than an employee who could switch jobs. Christians were servants who could never leave their master for somebody else. This belief and understanding of Christians really as bond servants played a crucial role. I think particularly when the early believers faced persecution. In fact, Peter, Paul, James, tradition tells us that they all died for this unwavering loyalty to Jesus. So these words describe the surrendering of independence and giving of life over to the authority of the Lord Jesus. It's not something somebody can do for you. It's something that we have to do ourselves. Yeah, I think over and over, God can bring us to many points throughout the year, but he will never force me to go through with it. Really, it involves breaking down all the barriers of our self-reliance and and just merging our being with him and choosing loyalty to Jesus instead of following our own desires. And once you reach that point, then there's not a lot of room for misunderstanding. But I think it's sad that most of us don't really grasp the concept of loyalty and the notion of being a bond servant because we're all about our freedom and our independence and we want we want to be involved in service nothing wrong with that but if but if my main choice is service then i'm free to choose to serve or not to serve and how i serve or how i don't serve to choose to be a servant the question is will i give up will i surrender to jesus without any conditions or demands regarding how the process happens, whether or not I'm in a good situation or it leaves me broken or martyred. I need to really be willing to let go of my understanding and all of my rights. And once we reach that, I think this is what Paul was talking about in Galatians 2.20 when he said, I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, in this body that we all see, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. But the first part of that, I have been crucified with Christ. True passion of Christianity comes from, I think, us being willing to renounce and abdicate our own rights and to become bond servants of Jesus Christ. And until until you're willing to make that choice, I think sometimes we put an emphasis that's a little lopsided on Jesus as Savior, but he's Lord. Uh, and it's not one or the other, it's both and. It's he saved me and Jesus goes, it's not going to make sense in your flesh, but when when you become the least, when you're willing to take on the form of a servant, that's where you find greatness. That if you really want to find life, life to the full, you've got to quit trying to save your own life. You got to die to it. To die is to live. And if I'm not willing to be a servant, then what I am is just a fan of Jesus and not a follower. Lord, help us all. Help me. I struggle with this. Help me be willing to explore renouncing all of my rights 
and and choosing to become your bond servant and lord realizing that when when i serve others i'm serving you and that that is your call help us all to lean into what it would really mean to make you lord to have you be our master and that that shouldn't be something that scares us because you've told us uh that if we come to you what you'll find is we'll find what real rest looks like and peace and joy and comfort and life to the fullest and life to the utmost. And part of the reason we don't attain those things, Lord, is because we so hold on to the fake empty things of this world. Uh, let us just deep in, plunge into the deep end and, and risk everything to experience that supernatural connection with you as our savior and our Lord in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, have a great day. Thanks for joining me on the Daily Grind. Grace and peace to you all.